Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all of the great promotions and daily odds boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. Located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you're not in a sports betting state, don't worry. DraftKings has daily fantasy options on the DraftKings app, so make sure to check that out. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crawshaw with me today. Chase, how you feeling on this lovely Sunday afternoon? I'm feeling pretty good, actually. Uh, you know, I slept better than I thought I would, or slept a little bit longer than I thought I would, so, you know, I'm, I'm chilling, I'm, I'm good to go now. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. A uh, little tired, and it's super humid out. I don't know if you've been outside yet, but Not yet. it is absurdly humid, like, to the point of when we're in Riviera Maya for our spring break, that humid. It's pretty bad. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah, that, um, that, that was tough. Have not been a fan of being outside thus far. Um, hope to stay inside in the air conditioning for the rest of the day, but we'll have to see. I know Johnny talked about maybe doing volleyball, which in this heat, yikes. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that but, sounds brutal. But today on the Bulls broadcast, we've got a little bit of news to go over. We got some contract extensions to talk about. Pat Maroon made a big statement that we're going to love to talk about. Um, going to finalize the Holinka Gretzky Cup conversation. And then finally, we're going to hop into a little snake draft that we've got going on. And we'll explain that a little bit later on in the episode. But Chase, let's start off with Darnell Nurse. He signs an eight-year deal at 9.25 a year. I know you love this. You think he's a great defenseman and you think he's at least worth $11 million. 
you're a silly guy. You are the silliest <laughs> guy. I saw in Edmonton um, beat writer tweet out something like that. They're like, yeah, Darnell Nurse, you know, you can't just think about what he does, you know, like on the ice and offense or a defense, like offense producer or a defenseman. Yeah, I think he protects Connor McDavid as well. Um, you, you don't pay a guy that much money to protect Connor McDavid. And he said he'd have no problem paying him more than that to do what he does on the ice. Uh, nope, Edmonton, you're delusional. That contract is abysmal. You know, I said it before, I would make Kale McCarr the highest paid defenseman in the league right now. He's the one that's proven that he deserves it the most with his age, with his room to grow, with what he's done thus far. The fact that three more, four more contracts, however how many it's been, have come in since he signed his, all for more money, all for lesser players, all that aren't going to age well. It, it's it's very bad. Uh, Ken Holland, you have, are just continuing your string of brutal signings, uh, brutal moves the last, you know, five, ten years of your time being a GM. Uh, Edmonton fans, I, I wish you the best of luck going forward because you got to find a way to win now or next year or you're going to some real shit. And Chase, I believe you sent it to me or maybe I saw it on Twitter somewhere, but I saw an Edmonton fan say something along the lines of Darnell Nurse is such a good offensive defenseman. He's along the same lines as prime Eric Carlson and prime Drew Doughty. So he yep. deserves at least this. He would be totally cool with paying him a lot more, which I don't know if I'd consider... Darnell Nurse, prime Eric Carlson level. I'll be no. honest. <laughs> no, um, I, I this, this was the first. This was Nor- like, or I should say, this is Nurse's best year uh, in his career, closest to being a Norris candidate, and he was not a legitimate Norris candidate by any means, not even close. He shot at just over ten percent this year. Uh, defensemen don't shoot at ten percent. That's going to go right back down. His offense is going to drop back down. Regress. He happened to have a career year in his contract year. So good for him. He got paid. Uh, but whenever that type of shit happens, career years and contract years almost always end up equating to horribly, horribly, horribly structured contracts for the future. And crazy long term, like, yep, eight years is a ton. So we talked about it last. Uh, sh- I think it was last show or maybe it was last week. But I gave you the option of Warensky or Jones. Now, give me a ranking of Warensky, Jones, Nurse. Who would you want the most? To who would you want the least? Uh, with their extensions, obviously. Yeah. I this really could go like either way for all three. I was kind of like that way last week, and it's kind of the same thing again. Um, I guess Seth Jones one, Zach Wierenski two, Darnell Nurse three. Okay. But I would be very unhappy to have either of these on my books, to be honest with you. Yeah, a lot of money there. But Chase, let's get to a a, a much better deal for a defenseman that means a lot to his franchise. Adam Pellick, he signs an eight-year extension for only $5.75 million a year. Yeah, and here's the difference between Pellich and Darnell Nurse. Uh, Nurse is more offensively inclined. Pellich is more defensively inclined. Uh, you know, that's different playing styles, perfectly fine. You need kind of both those types of players in your lineup. But here's the thing with Adam Pellich. With him being defensively inclined, he might be the best defensive defensive in the league. Analytically, it'll pretty much tell you that. He is the ideal shutdown defenseman uh he keeps the puck out of his zone they minimize scoring chances they minimize shooting chances uh the islanders are a significantly better team with adam pellich on the ice where darnell nurse it doesn't change it that much so this is a fantastic value for the islanders even though they're icky this is a great value for them he's an absolute pain in the ass to play against too i mean we know that as a tampa podcast back-to-back conference championships against the new york islanders and He's always against our top guys, always going against Kucherov, always going against Point. Um, so him getting that deal, 
it's a great signing for the Islanders, but it just brings more nuisance for us fans that are interested in seeing Tampa go to another level and yet we'll probably meet up with the Islanders once again sometime in the near future when it comes to the playoffs. So nice signing by them, but incredibly annoying. Next up, Chase Thomas Tatar. He signs a two-year deal with New Jersey. And the thing that I love the most about this deal is Thomas Tatar said he wanted to go to a team that could win. So he picked New Jersey. It's like the other tweet I sent you. Uh, so sorry, I wanted to go to a team that can win. And then someone quote tweeted it. It's like, oh my gosh, Tatar already requested a trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I, I love that. Uh, but that is actually, um, weirdly enough, I, I think it was Evolving Wild. They... Um, did a contract projection that I saw and he pretty much got paid in his actual contract projection for a two year deal. That just doesn't happen. Guys tend to get overpaid on those types, like those types of players, but he's someone who is very worth a 4.5 year guy. Um, he, you know, he had some struggles in the playoffs, but he's a very good, uh, regular season player. And you know, the playoff struggles can, can change. He he's plays a type of game where he can have success in the playoffs. He just hasn't found it yet. Um, you know, if, if New Jersey ends up being a decent team and making the playoffs, he's someone who is, bound to be a pretty big part of their team. You know, if he can pair up with Jack Hughes and they can create some sort of combo, I mean, both these guys could really just soar. Yeah, and he, Thomas Latar played in Detroit for a while, and we're in the Detroit area, so we're able to see him play. So a nice signing by New Jersey. Uh, Going to get a guy who can definitely impact the team up and down the lineup. Next up, Chase, Joe Thornton, a vet in the NHL scene. Unsure if he's actually going to continue his career in the NHL. Yeah, so Joe Joe might end up in Switzerland instead. He's been skating over there. Um, you know, he's not really that NHL player anymore. If he wanted to play, someone would find a spot for him. But really, at the end of the day, he can go to Switzerland, you know, live in a cool-ass country, make some decent money, uh, get, get to play in some cool cities, and then retire after that. I know he wants to stand the Cup champ. He wants to be a Stanley Cup champion. He wants to win that, uh, you know, in, in the NHL. But he's a Hall of Famer at the end of the day. Um, you know, it, it would be nice to be able to retire with some sort of championship, but... The way the NHL is nowadays, it's so hard to just find a team at the end of your career and just will, like you know will your way onto them winning a championship. Uh, you know Tampa won back to back. The odds of them winning three in a row is not very likely. Uh, be look at a team like Colorado; they should have a good chance. But really, like who the hell knows? Montreal made it as the 18th seed this year. Any team in the modern day NHL can really make any sort of damage. So it's hard for a guy like him to kind of pick the team he might want to try to win a championship with. So I, I get what he's going for here. Uh, you know, it, it would be cool to see him win a championship, but that means he'd probably have to come play for our Lightning. And I do have to say, I'm kind of shocked that he or, or Patty Marlowe was in the league as long as Joe Thornton was. And now Joe Thornton's got the uncertainty. And it seems like Patty Marlowe's had that uncertainty for quite a while, but he's stuck around in the league too. Yeah, he he's stuck around long to break the record. And I got to assume his career's done at this point because he was really not, not an NHL player last year. But um, yeah, it really is incredible how long that they both stuck along around, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, let's talk about a um, significant event or significant happening that took place during the NBA draft. We figured out that for the first time ever, you're going to have a brother tandem in the NHL and NBA. Yeah, so Quentin Grimes and Tyler Myers, uh, they both share um share a mother so Quinn Grimes I don't remember where he got drafted to be honest I'm not a basketball guy but obviously we don't Tyler Myers they're both uh you know set to become the first brother set of brothers to play in the NBA and NHL it's obviously a weird kind of you know cross is not one that you would expect um but 
you know, it's still a cool story. Nonetheless, um, you know, Grimes is bound. He was a, he was an NBA draft pick, so he's going to make whatever team he ended up being drafted by, obviously. And he could make a decent impact. Uh, it'd be cool if they could both, you know, have like, I mean, Tyler Myers is already well in his career, but if Grimes could have le- uh, like a legitimate career as well, it'd be kind of a cool story. Absolutely. He was the 25th pick to the New York Knicks. So exciting to see what he can do. Uh, I'm trying to see where was Tyler Myers drafted? Do a little brother count. 12th overall. Okay. So Tyler Myers drafted above his brother. He can hold that over his head. Uh, I'm sure that all brothers do that. I mean, Matthew Kachuk and Brady Kachuk and uh, all the Hughes brothers, they're probably talking about it too. So that's something Tyler Myers has over his brother right now, but we'll have to see how his career pans out. Quentin Grimes and Tyler Myers, like Chase said, he's already had a long career in the NHL and Uh, He's continuing to do so. So very cool storyline to take a look at. But the coolest storyline of them all in this episode comes from our own Pat Maroon. And he is very, very excited and confident about our chances next year. Yeah. So from an article that he or that Joe Smith of the Athletic wrote, he interviewed Pat Maroon. Here's pretty much what Pat Maroon had to say in terms of, you know, maybe repeating for a third straight Stanley Cup. He goes, it depends on our health, how guys are feeling, our attitude. But we've been texting together as a group and thinking we brought back our top two line. We brought our top two lines back. Excuse me. Our big four on defense, the best goal in the world. We added Pierre Bellamar. We've got forward Ross Colton, Matthew Joseph. You add Taylor Radish and those guys can fill in. So, you know, Pat Maroon is confident that this team has got the right buildup and right makeup to go on and win three straight. Uh, you know, I love hearing that from the players. Obviously, you know, they won the last two. They've got the confidence. He's been on three straight Stanley Cup winning teams. So he's really got the confidence. Um, if this happens, I mean, that'd be one hell of a story. And I have to say, I absolutely love that he's hyping up the younger guys, mentioning Ross Colton, mentioning Taylor Radish. Like, that is great. Having a veteran player who he himself has had a three-peat just now, having him in the locker room, being that hard-on-the-line type of guy, and then coming out and hyping up all your teammates, giving that confidence – That's what you love to see. That is why Pat Maroon is constantly finding teams and why we brought him back to the Tampa Bay Lightning because this is a guy who's not only good in-game, he's going to be that guy to put his heart on the line, protect our better players uh, like the Kucherovs and the Braden Points, but he's also going to be the guy in the locker room that gets everyone amped and ready to go. So you absolutely love to see it out of Pat Maroon. Yeah, dude, he's just... He's just such an awesome player to root for on this team. I, I, I'm i so happy he's still around. Absolutely. Well, Chase, now we move into the Halinka Gretzky check-in, our, our final little conversation about the tournament. We talked about it a little bit in last episode. Well, we're going to talk about some stats, who wins and all that, but I think really the headline of the Halinka Gretzky Cup is that Matvey Mishkov, not a very good hockey player. Nope, Matthew Mishkov is absolutely terrible as he has set the record for single, like a single tournament scoring. Uh, Cole Perfetti had that record back in 2019. Matthew Mishkov goes and sets it this year. Uh, you know, Cole Perfetti had 8, 4, and 12 points through five games, where Matthew Mishkov has 8, 5, and 13 points through uh, five games. Uh, the kid's okay at hockey. It really sucks that he's under contract through, uh, 20, I think it's his 21-year-old year in the KHL. I hope to God whoever drafts him is just pays the money to buy him out of that contract. Because he is, you know, like he's 10 pounds away from being an NHL player right now. So imagine where he's going to be when it's actually his draft year. Not this upcoming draft, but the following draft. Kids going to be ready to score 80 points in the NHL. He's just such a special talent. And he put on a show at this tournament. And it was just great to see. He's a great player. And he beat Cole Perfetti's record, like you said. Cole Perfetti went 10th. 
Are we thinking Matvey Mishkov, similar range, that 10 range, maybe drops into, you know, 12, 13 range? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely possible if all of a sudden 10 generational players show up. <laughs> I, I still don't know why Cole Perfetti went that late. Dude, it blew my mind. He was my fourth ranked player in that draft class. I don't know how he fell to 10. He went on a tear to end the season in the American League, if anybody didn't notice. I know Winnipeg fans sure as hell noticed. Uh, you know, in, in the American League, he ended up winning Rookie of the Month. I think it was March, April, whatever the hell month it was. But he was scoring like two points a game. Like The kid is just incredible. You saw him at, at the U-20s. He was a very important player. He played on the men's world championship team. Like, the kid's legit. And, you know, I, I worked with him in Saginaw. He has come – he was ridiculous in Saginaw. I mean, he was the, our best player as a rookie and then was the best player in the league, in my opinion, other than Quentin Byfield in his draft year. And he's gotten even better significantly. His skating has improved. His kid's just got a ridiculous set of hands. I, I can't believe Winnipeg got such a steal. You look at him, you look at Kyle Connor. They, they got two just incredibly gifted offensive weapons as steals. And, you know, in the, like, Perfetti went 10, Kyle Connor went 17, 18, whatever the hell it was. Like, that, that shit's just crazy. <laughs> I was going to bring up Kyle Connor, and then you brought it up, and it was just <laughs> perfect. But, Chase, that final game to determine who takes gold was between Russia and Slovakia. You talked about Slovakia really having a resurgence in hockey. Uh, you love to see it. However, they could not capture the gold medal. Russia was able to take their second straight gold medal at this same tournament. Um Matt Mishkov, obviously a big part of that. On the other side, Yuri Slavkovsky, who we talked about in the last episode, he had a great performance as well. Yeah, so th- this this Slovakian team, it, they're, they're really on the up and up. Slovakian hockey is coming back, which is cool to see. It's a country that's kind of struggled internationally for a few years. They've been like, they haven't been like bad, but they haven't been good enough to actually compete for medals in any tournament. So the fact that they were able to get silver here, it's definitely good signs for the future. Uh, as you mentioned, Yuri Slavkovsky, I mean, the guy's an absolute unit. He's going to be a very high draft pick. Debor Dvorsky, he's going to be a top five pick in 2023. Uh, Simone Namich on the back end, he is a top five pick as a defenseman. Like They've just got this incredible group. And I don't want to forget Andre Molnar, too. He, he's someone who I think is slightly under the radar. He had a good tournament for Slovakia. He like he gets some talk, but I think he deserves more talk as a legitimate prospect for the 23 draft class. We'll obviously see that more you know, as we get closer to it, but the, the dude's good. They've just got such a talented team, and you know, like hats off to them for being able to make it to the gold medal game. It would have been cool if they won, but this Russian team wasn't losing. Yeah, a lot of guys to look forward to when we are doing our prospect profiles in the future here, but that is kind of going to do it for the hockey talk in this episode. Uh, we do have a snake draft right now. Uh, we did a little bit of drinking last night. That's kind of no. why we were... It's kind of why we were thinking earlier on in the episode, oh, how are we doing? Are we feeling okay? Uh, we were actually super curious because we didn't know if we were hungover or what so not. Uh, but yeah, we did a little bit of drinking today or last night. We did, geez, I guess we did do a little bit of drinking today if I can't fucking talk. But um, <laughs> we're going to be doing a little bit of drinking next weekend. We got a grad party with uh, all the drinks provided. So I'm super excited for that. So. What we're going to do, a 2021 snake draft of alcoholic beverages. This includes everything. It could be your seltzers, your beers, your ciders, your mixed drinks, your cocktails, literally anything. So we were excited to do this because, uh, I mean, we enjoy drinking. We're not like John. We're not alcoholics, but we do enjoy a beverage here or there. Yeah, we, we, you know, we're not... So we're not people that drink every day. You know, we, we, we drink once a week, Max, but we, we like to have a good time when we do it. 
uh, responsible, good time. Uh, you know, everyone was safe, no issues, no harm to follow. We, we all enjoyed ourselves. I know I certainly did. And, you know, woke up feeling good today. So can't really complain about anything. Yeah. And, and Chase is 23, super old. I'm of age as well. So we are totally <laughs> cool to do. We are- I, I'm of age as well. You're fucking older than me. <laughs> so we're totally cool to do this list here. But Chase, let's hop into it. I'm going to give you the first overall pick because you talked about, oh, I think we're going to have the same first overall pick. So whoever gets it, we'll get. So I'll I'll just let you have the first overall pick. Let's see what you pick. And then uh, I'll make the correct decisions with my two and three. I will happily select the Long Island as the 101 runaway pick. Nothing else should be the 101. If you got an alcoholic, if you have choice of alcoholic drinks in front of you uh, and Long Island's there, you got to take the Long Island. You don't take anything else. Sorry. See, I thought you were going to do exactly that, which made me so happy because the Long Island is phenomenal. However, it will always be my 102 because my 101 will always be the margarita. So I'm taking margarita with the 102. Um, and then I guess we move to the, two, the 201. Um, but no, like the, the classic lime margarita on the rocks with salt. Um, like frozen marks are fine. Strawberry marks fine. But like the classic, that's where it's at. I love that. Pair it with a little bit of tacos. Um, you can really pair it with anything, though. Like, freaking chips and salsa outside by the pool, even though we don't have a pool, and neither do you. But <laughs> still, you know, you can have a good time imagining these dreams. But the margarita, great. My first pick. My second pick. I'm going to have to go with the Monaco. I, it's, it is... The best canned beverage out there, at least in my opinion. You got so many different flavors. You got a margarita flavor. You've got uh, this blue flavor. I don't. I think it's called Blue Crush or something like that. That is a great flavor. Had some of those last night. Um, I don't know if Jess told you how she liked it. Did Did she say anything about it? Yeah, she likes it. I, I she's had them before. I know she likes them. Okay. Yeah. So, just great canned drinks. Probably the best out there, at least in my opinion. So I got to go with that with my two hundred one. Yeah, I mean that that's fair. It was um number 4 on my list. So it it was highly ranked, don't get me wrong, and they could have been higher, but I've got a couple others that I w- want to mention. Um so quick question, should I take ciders in general or just like one specific cider? Uh you can take ciders in general, that's fine. But right, I I right. will say we're not going to do like just beer in general because there's no, so many. No. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 don't, don't worry. This is the only one where I have it like is in general. So, um, so I got, yeah, just kind of ciders, uh, specifically two that I want to mention. Shout out to Zombie Killer and Baja Burst. It's, um, two Michigan made ciders. So the Zombie Killer, you can get a couple different places. Uh, we, you know, we've gotten it at the Hopcat, gotten it at Tourlou. And then Baja Burst have only gotten at, uh, BFD Griff, Griffin Claw. So if you ever happen to see those around somehow, um, if you're ever in Michigan or if you happen to ever see any, anything made from those companies, um, or make made from Griffin Claw specifically. I don't know who makes the Zombie Killer, but those are two fantastic ciders. I know you have had the Zombie Killer, and think it's I, I, you think it's solid too, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the one that's only sitting at like four percent? Yeah, that that's the issue with it. It's it's not it's not a drink to get you drunk, but it tastes very very good, and like it, it's it's an alcohol that you truly can enjoy. Absolutely. I don't remember the the nine percenter that we always get or that I always get at Hopcat. I can't remember the Sir the name. Washington. Yes, that's it. Because we talked about it last night, but it just slipped my mind. Yeah, the Sir Washington. That's a 
another good one I like, and that's in the cider category. So you got that one too. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a, it's a, it's a goodie. All right. What is your three Oh one? All right. My three Oh one is going to be kind of a, a throwback. Uh, I got to go with the Miami vice. Oh. Uh, you, you forget about the Miami vice. I forgot about the Miami vice. I haven't had it since spring break of senior yeah. year. I know, dude. It's it's been it's been a long time, but it's a it's a frozen drink. Um, I don't even know what's like in it, but it, it's like it's like a fruity frozen drink. Um, it, it's just fantastic. I mean, we were shoveling those things down our throat, and my uh, I probably had about fifty of them to be honest. Um, that night at Senior Frogs, I drank probably twenty alone. Oh my god, just fantastic beverages, dude. So, so good. Uh, if you ever can figure out where or figure out how to make them or can find a place where you can get them, you should definitely try them out. Yeah, those drinks, at least the Miami Vices that we had. Down in Mexico, those easily rival the margarita and the Long Island. Yeah, I, I would agree 100%, 100%. And I had a feeling you'd forget about it. So I, I thought about maybe waiting until the fourth pick. I'm like, what if it randomly comes to his brain? No, I got to take it here at three, at 301. Yeah, well, actually, what I had planned was to go like a Corona and then like a seltzer. But changing that up now that I remember the Miami Vice, give me a pina colada and my 302. Uh, I enjoy a nice little pina colada. I like a little bit more pineapple in my pina colada rather than um, coconut. I, I like coconut frozen drinks, but coconut overall isn't my favorite. But a nice pineapple forward pina colada, phenomenal. So I'll go that with my 302. And then my final pick, I'm going to have to stick with the seltzer. I think it's just so convenient. I have really gained a liking to them. I know at first I hated them. I think you were in the same boat. You're starting to come around to them a little bit more. Um, they're not great, but when you're not trying to drink eight beers and put on 10 pounds, you can just do a couple seltzers and specifically Trulies. Trulies are better than Claws. Trulies are better than uh, Bud Light seltzers, everything like that. Truly is the best. So uh, that is going to be my fourth pick. Yeah, seltzers are something that I've really made myself start to like more because they're just so much better for you than, than drinking beer. Uh, and I'm supposed to be watching my weight. The last couple of weeks have been kind of rough, I'll be honest. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's definitely when you're when you're drinking. I try to keep the seltzers at this point just because they are better for you. And once you start drinking, it was kind of like beer. Once you know you drink beer enough, it starts kind of tasting fine. And now the seltzers are the same thing. They've really grown on to me. So it's definitely a good value pick there at the 401. Uh, it's, it's a good anchor pick. It's a pull winner, that's for sure. But my final pick, I have to go with... My classic, you know, I grew up on it. I've been drinking it since elementary school. Got to go with the rum and coke. Just yeah. a great classic combo. <laughs> uh, oh, it, it, it's, a, it's a classic combo, though, really. I mean, I can do a rum and coke in about any situation, and I'll be happy. Since elementary school, I love yep. it. <laughs> uh, hey, rum and coke was one of my favorite drinks ever. But for some reason, maybe two years into my drinking um, habits... I just started to get sick on rum and cokes and not sick as in having to go to the bathroom, but my gut would feel like it was absolutely rotting. I'd be in so much pain, so I just can't do them anymore. And it's unfortunate because they are very tasty. They're very good. I do want to ask Jay. So, so those are, those are four drinks. We'll put them up on the bolts broadcast. Have you do a little poll, see what you like the best. Um, who's got the best taste in drinks. I know it's me, but I do have to ask Chase when it comes to seltzers, what are some flavors that we like? See, I'm a big pineapple guy. Any of the oranges like orange, or I think there's a tangerine one. Those are good too. 
one I have really been uh, liking recently, the blueberry acai. So I want to know what are some of your favorite flavors when it comes to seltzers? So my number one seltzer is specifically the lemon white claw. I don't like white claws, the other flavors pretty much in general, but the lemon one itself is pretty good. And then I can do the watermelon too, but watermelon or lemon in any flavor, I'm definitely happy with any sort of blue. So like the blueberry acai, or if there's any other type of blue flavor, I'm usually in for that too. And then, um, you know, other than that, anything pineapple the other ones I'll, I'll drink but like if i had to really like choose you know those ones would be what i would prefer yeah i mean pineapple is such a great flavor when it comes to the actual fruit any type of uh drink pineapple always top tier uh another one that i like i can't we talked about this again yesterday but i can't remember who makes it but there's a company out there that does a like an orange creamsicle seltzer and they're great they really are. I've tried them once or twice, and they're really good. Yeah, I've, I've never never had them. And actually, before we forget, I do want to mention I have um, two honorable mentions for our draft. Um, they're not going to count towards any poll or anything, but Screwball, you know, that, that peanut butter whiskey. Yuck. You didn't <laughs> like that stuff? No, I don't like peanut butter in general. Well, like, peanut butter is oh, okay, so but peanut butter in general kind of meh. And peanut butter mixed with whiskey, yeah, I'm going to pass. Hard pass. Okay, well. Well, you're trash. Everyone else tried. If you haven't, it's fantastic. And then the other one is Apple Pie Moonshine. Apple Pie Moonshine is phenomenal. It, it, it is, but it's got to be made a certain way, which is why it's hard for me to just put it in my list because um, half the time it can be pretty good. Half the time it can just be like just rotting your stomach away. Okay. Thanks for taking shots, Dave. Appreciate it. Oh, you're it. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get, uh, well, Derek's coming to the grad party. So yeah. and he said he would make us some, so he makes it the best. So I'm excited for that. But the Orange Cream Skull um, Seltzer, Coors. Coors does that. Okay, so, Coors. I, I yeah. got to try that out. Yeah, make sure to try that. Um, sorry, what was – oh, the the yeah, the peanut butter whiskey. I would rather drink just straight up regular whiskey. Give me some bourbon. Give me literally anything else. Yeah, you're a noob. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for our little alcohol rankings uh, and draft. So let us know what you think. Whose list do you prefer when it comes to your alcohol taste? But, Chase, we're going to move to hockey name of the day here. Got to make sure I get back to the Google Docs. And we have Alessandro Ray. There you go. I was hoping you were going to go Gosh. re. No, not uh, going to go re. Yeah. <laughs> Alessandro Ray is an Italian-born defenseman who has played his whole career in over in the Italian leagues. Um, you know, he spent most of his career uh, with Milano uh, Rossoblu. I maybe how you pronounce it. I don't know. Um, an Italian team over there between the top league and the second league. Uh, also in the Alps League a little bit too. But he's kind of moved around a little bit now. He's 35 years old and he's near the end of his career. He played internationally once for Italy in the U18s. So he's kind of just been, you know, the year like. Run of the mill, average hockey player, nothing too special. Good enough to play pro hockey, but not good enough to really represent a hockey minority country internationally. Uh, but yeah, you know, fun last name, only two letters. I, I I always like those types of names. Chase tries to get tricky on me, but he doesn't know that I'm a veteran. All right, we already have seventy episodes into season two. That didn't even yeah. include season one, where we had countless more names. So I'm a vet now, Chase. You can't trick me with Ray. Like, come on, <laughs> dude. I. How I found that many names for hockey name of the day. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah. seventy episodes just this season. Mm-hmm. 
Think about and it. And then all oh, last season, I yeah, gosh, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna. I don't. I don't keep a list of all the names I've used. I need to. I feel like one name I'm gonna pulp one, and then you're gonna be like, eh, I've definitely said this before. But yeah, well, shit. You know what's funny is I think we might have had Uri Slavkovsky before his hockey name of the day, and then it was in last episode. His name was in last episode, and we talked about him a little bit. And I'm like, I think I recognize this name. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, I've got no idea. But that is going to do it for the show. If you will hit him with an outro chase. We'd really appreciate that. All right. And as always, we want to thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate that. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can check us out that way. Get some new content. Make sure to do that. Uh, just a different way to kind of interact with us and get some different pieces. Uh, or if you can follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. That way you're getting your hockey talk. You're getting your football talk. You're, you're getting everything you might need on this planet. Make sure you go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcast network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Got some blogs over there. Make sure to check those out as well. Uh, wherever listening, if you could rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, we'd really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.